Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and as always, we have Shyler from B1029, and we are recapping and discussing some of the big uh, Hollywood entertainment news from the week of July 31st, 2023. Now, there's going to be something that obviously everyone knows what's going on with Lizzo. We're going to talk about that here in just a bit, but first, there were... Uh, it seemed like there was one day last week and I, and it just, it was like all at once. It was all on Monday. First, we learned that Paul Rubens, who we all know as Pee Wee Herman passed away at the age of 70. He was battling uh, cancer and he kept it pretty private. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that he was battling cancer, um, but sadly yeah. passed away at the age of 70. Um, and another fun fact that people may not know about Paul Rubens is he played if you remember in Batman Returns with Michael Keaton, there was like the little pre-epilogue scene um, where Paul Rubens actually plays the Penguin's father. Oh, really? Yeah. And he doesn't have any lines. It's just you kind of see the like the origin of the Penguin. And so then what's funny is when like fast forward – uh 20 plus years later during when fox had that gotham series that's like the the prequel to batman like you see batman kind of growing up bruce wayne mm -hmm. oh yeah he goes on to play the penguin's father in that show oh yeah which was kind of cool that is cool yeah. you know I, i've got to say like every podcast i feel like there's some connection you make some connection to batman like every podcast it's it's actually <laughs> really incredible <laughs> it's an Easter egg for every podcast. Like, where is Joe going to make the Batman reference in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. That is but, cool. Yeah. And Paul Rubens had even said that, you know, he was sorry that he didn't tell anybody that he was battling cancer because he's been battling yeah. cancer for six years and hadn't hadn't made a statement saying that he was ill at all. So, like, mm -hmm. that's that's pretty noble to. I mean, I know that celebrities are all about, you know, wanting to keep their privacy, especially during vulnerable moments like that. But it's yeah. super noble that he just kind of let his legacy be and didn't attach anything else to it and just kind of let us continue to, like, love and celebrate him without yeah. adding in, like, feel bad for me, I'm sick. Like, he's still, he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my thing and my art speaks for itself. That's really yeah. cool. And can we just say really quick, I feel like Paul Rubens never aged. Like he, oh, I you know. look at him. It's like you look at him from when he did Pee Wee Herman back in the eighties mm -hmm. to now. Like hardly any difference. Oh yeah, and I mean seventy. I I consider seventy to still be very young. Yeah, so it's it is it is really heartbreaking. But my goodness, like, yeah, he's still. I mean, he's it's every appearance I'd I'd seen him make. He, he looks incredible. Yeah, it was it was just insane, and then. Just a few hours after we heard about Paul Rubens, we learned that Angus Cloud, who was in Euphoria, passed away suddenly at the age of 25. Um, I don't think there hasn't been a an actual what happened, um, but TMZ reports that Cloud's mother called 911 uh, just before his death to a report of a possible overdose. Um, obviously, the the cast of Euphoria was just shocked. Um, Zendaya paid her respects on social media. Sydney Sweeney, the creator of Euphoria, Sam Levinson, said in a statement, quote, there is no one quite like Angus. He was too special, too talented, um, and way too young to leave us so soon. 
Yeah. Um, apparently he struggled with addiction and depression. This is according to the statement from Sam Levinson. Um, but apparently Angus's father had just passed away a few months prior. And I, I guess that he was still, still battling with that. Um, so that's, that's, that's sad to see someone that young, uh, just leave us so suddenly. Yeah. I mean, he had always been very open about, you know, getting help, mental help and, and struggling and with mental illness. And it's, it's really sad. It's really sad, especially because his mom had said that like, she doesn't believe that this was like an intentional thing that he might've just been coping or, you know, trying to cope and mm -hmm. overdid it. Yeah. All right. Moving on now. We talked about this last week. Uh, Cardi B was uh, involved in a mic throwing incident. She's the one that threw the mic. But what happened was <laughs> over a, a couple weeks ago at a, a nightclub in Vegas, she was performing outside. It was hot. And apparently, allegedly, she had kind of coaxed the crowd to throw water on her to keep her cool. Well, there's video of Cardi performing at this nightclub a, or nightclub. And then a, a woman throws some sort of liquid towards Cardi. It doesn't no one's sure if it's water or something else. But Cardi didn't like that. And then threw the mic at the woman, which I guess allegedly ricocheted and hit somebody else. Filed a police report. Well, it turns out Cardi's clear. Um, she was listed as a suspect, but according to the Las Vegas Police Department, after after investigating, there's really no sufficient evidence. So Cardi has been cleared in the Vegas mic throwing incident. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, there, there's video. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the video. I've seen the video. Shyla's seen the video. Oh, yeah. And so, but according to the uh, the Vegas police, there's not enough evidence. Okay. Well, I mean, well, look, I mean, we, we have, we've talked about it in previous episodes of just the amount of cases recently of artists being hit by objects. And I'm sure Cardi's well aware of it. So I think maybe it wasn't water that was thrown at her. And I read that. I read that it, it got close to her face, and that's why she got mad. Oh, because like when well, what I mean, you expect? well, yeah. I mean, you can't say it's hot. Throw water on me, and then get mad when somebody throws water on you. But unless it wasn't water, or it hit you like, or it was like coming at you where you didn't want it, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't really gauge. Like, okay, I'm gonna toss this where it's just gonna land here. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're like drunk in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're all hyped up, like whatever. Oh, well. Um, Jamie Foxx, he is uh, apologizing. Now, of course, we just learned that Jamie Foxx is uh, feeling better after the mysterious hospitalization earlier this year. He even went on social media, had a video saying that he's working. Um and we've seen other videos too of him at a at a top golf hitting golf ball so he's well and now Jamie Foxx has to apologize for something he put on Instagram uh last week Friday so what had happened was he had posted and then since deleted on his Instagram feed the words quote they killed this dude named Jesus what do you think they'll do to you uh, and so the what? Jewish community read a lot of people in the Jewish community read that and didn't take kindly to it Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. And what other people also noticed was Jennifer Aniston liked it. She liked the post. Oh and so God. 
moving on to the following day, Jamie Foxx apologized, saying that the post was meant for a fake friend. He clarified that he, that he was oh. betrayed by a fake friend. Um, he says, quote, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who was offended by my post. I know my choice of words have caused offense, and I'm sorry that was never my intent. To clarify, I was betrayed betrayed by a fake friend and that's what i meant with they not anything more i only love in my heart and everyone i love and support the jewish community my deepest apologies to anyone who was offended jennifer anderson also went on to say that you know this makes me really sick i truly don't tolerate hate of any kind period um you know she didn't want to say that she was supporting anti-semitism um but yeah i i can't look if you're if you have that sort of betrayal of a fake friend, I putting the whole Christianity thing into it's like yeah, let's let's just leave Jesus and the Christian Christianity out of it. I, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure there's another quote that we could put up there that if you were really trying to be cryptic about it, that probably could have left Jesus out of it. And also, like the whole murder thing, like they killed yeah. this guy named Jesus. Why don't you just say like? I got stabbed in the back or like people will say one thing to your face and then talk about you behind your back. Those aren't real right. friends. Like there's so many other things. You don't need to make it that dramatic. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jamie now realizing that, but what we've seen a lot of times where celebrities and artists put up a quote that they're, they, they write in the moment and obviously they get a little too creative with their words and it ends up, you know, causing more <laughs> of an issue than it needed to be. Or you yeah, know what? Just, just don't even post about the fake friend. You know what? You just deal with your own personal things on your own and we don't need to know. It, it really gives like that early social media energy yeah. when you post like cryptic things like that. I mean, like when Megan Fox was posting all those like weird like lyrics and stuff when her and MGK had briefly split up. It's like that gives like angry middle schooler whose crush didn't say hi to her in lunch hour in middle school. Like it just gives like such young, immature behavior. I don't know. Yeah. I just, if you're mad about something and you want to talk about it, just talk about it. Just right. say X, Y, Z hurt my feelings, stab me in the back, whatever. Right. It doesn't need to be cryptic. If you're going to say something, say it with your chest. Right. In my opinion. And now, and now I want to know who the fake friend is. Oh yeah. Cause who now you've opened up Fox. some arms. And I'm and I'm nosy and I'm petty. I want to know it all. Yeah. <laughs> we need now Jamie Foxx to come out and say who are you talking about? Who's the <laughs> fake friend? <laughs> yeah, just let us know. Just send yeah, us. It, we'll talk about it next week, maybe. Yeah. You just slide in our Exclusive. DMs and tell us. <laughs> just quick email. Fake friend equals blank. Yeah, I really want to know now. Exactly. Okay, so this is big news. This this just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about Lizzo and always had a positive things to say about Lizzo and the work that she's done and the, and the message she's trying to, to, you know, push out. But now when this report comes out, you kind of wonder is like, okay, is this just try to, is this a money grab thing or is this actually going on? So in case you didn't know, three of Lizzo's former backup dancers um, their names are uh, Ariana Davis, Krista Williams, and Noel R Rodriguez. They are accusing Lizzo of 
harassment, sexual harassment, assault, uh, discrimination, and creating a hostile work environment. Uh, Deadline uh, shared this on August 1st that there was a complaint filed in L.A. Superior Court, Court by the girls. And the dancers claim that they were body shamed, put through a, quote, excruciating audition after being accused of drinking on the job and held to a prohibitive soft hold retainers. Now, they name Lizzo. They name Big Girl, Big Touring Incorporated, also the head of the performer's dance team. Her name is uh, Shirlene Quigley. They also claim that they were forced to attend and participate in sex shows and having their virginity mocked, which, you know, with Lizzo, that kind of seems the opposite, especially the body shaming thing. Uh, that the body seems, shaming thing for sure. I mean, Lizzo has been pushing positive, you know, body uh, shapes and sizes and just overall since we first heard about Lizzo. But to hear that they were body shamed, it seems like, well, that seems not like Lizzo. Yeah. Um, And so ever since that came out, then uh, director Sophia Nolly Allison, she worked for a bit on Lizzo's um, a documentary in 2019. And she's backing up those claims. And she wrote on her Instagram story, this is from the Daily Mail, she wrote on her Instagram story, quote, since I've spoken out, I've had others privately share their similar experiences. And I have also been affirmed by people who witnessed what I went through. She goes on to say that, quote, Lizzo creates an extremely toxic and hostile working environment and undermines the work, labor, and authority of other black and brown women in the process. She is a narcissistic bully and has built her brand off of lies. I was excited to support and protect a black woman through the documentary process, but quickly learned her image and message was a curated facade. Oof. That's yeah. hard to hear. It is. Now, since then, Lizzo has addressed the allegations. I mean, at this point, you pretty much have to. You can't oh, stay yeah. quiet. So here's what Lizzo says um, on Instagram. I'll pull this up here really quick if it'll let me. I just feel like I have computer issues while we while we do our podcast. Of course. Well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Um, she says. These last few days have been gut-wrenching, gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My career has been criticized. She says that the, quote, sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. She goes on to say, quote, I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that op openness to make me out to be something I am not. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. Uh, she goes on to say, I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out and to support to lift me up during this difficult time. A lot of people say that she's not, she didn't really deny it. Um, which I, um, I think I think she is denying it in in the quote. Yeah, I think I mean, she what she's doing is the smart thing, and this is probably her PR team that's coached her how to do this. But right. like she's she's not acknowledging it. 
Like she's coming outright and saying, eh, eh, not me without saying this isn't true. This isn't true. This isn't, you know what I'm saying? Like she's not even acknowledging right. the claims against her because yeah. she, she's taking like a higher like place, I guess mm-hmm. is the right way to put it. Like she's looking like, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's a little condescending, <laughs> I think. Um, but she has to, you know, if, in order to protect her image and her, her brand, she has, she has to. Right. Now, it's not to say that maybe there are some things going on behind the scenes that Lizzo's not aware of. But when you read the director, director Sophia Nolly Allison's comments, I mean, she herself directly targets Lizzo, saying Lizzo is the one. Now, in the suit by the three former dancers, they obviously have Lizzo name, but also her touring company, Big Girl Touring Company, or Big Girl Big Touring, and the performer's dance team, or head of the dance team. And you got to think that if this is going on, Lizzo probably has an idea of what's going on. If it actually is going on, we'll never know. I mean, obviously we'll know. It's it's innocent until proven guilty. Um. The attorney who's representing the three former backup dancers, his name is Ron Zambrano. He went on News Nation's Cuomo and said, quote, there's people calling my office that used to work with Lizzo going, you know what? Behind closed doors, this is who Lizzo is. Oh. That's a bold claim to make, too. It is, yeah. I mean, we've always seen it where no, when the first person that says something about somebody then all of a sudden everybody says something yeah but it's almost like you're waiting for that one person or or group of people to say something before you know you start hearing more and more and more and more things and obviously there's some people that believe it because lizzo what her her instagram followers have gone down yeah um, also her streaming sales have gone down since the allegations came out. Beyonce cut Lizzo out of one of her lyrics. Yep. At a recent show. So now you kind of wonder, like when you hear Beyonce, I mean, obviously Beyonce has to protect Beyonce. Oh yeah. That's, that's a but brand. I kinda, well, yeah. But touched. I kind of feel like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much interaction Beyonce and Lizzo have had. I mean, look, look, they, they they collaborated on the one song. Um, and I'm sure they've had interactions. But when Beyonce cuts your name out of a song after allegations, is that just to protect yourself or is it maybe a way of saying, uh, yeah, you're not yeah. lying. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, it's so amb- ambiguous that you right. you don't know <laughs> what, yeah. what direction it's taking. And I have I have some thoughts on this. So one of my very best friends is a huge Lizzo fan. And don't get me wrong, I I love Lizzo. So I'm I'm devastated, but I was really interested to hear her opinions on things cuz she's followed her for so many years. Like she's followed her like since before the come up. So as soon as this story broke, I called her and was like, "Uh, thoughts, details, what's going on? <laughs> what do you think?" And we had a, a a long conversation about it because on one hand I'm I'm a curvy woman myself and I've been a curvy woman on stage performing dancing singing whatever so on one hand when you're hired to be a plus fi- plus size 
model or feature, I guess, on a stage or whatever, there are parameters. I mean, just like like the skinny models, like they, you know, it's controversial. They're not supposed to gain weight. But it's the same thing with plus size. Like you are like you you got the job because of your figure. You need to be able to maintain the figure. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's it's it goes both ways. Like you're getting too skinny or you're getting too whatever. It's toxic. It's gross. The fact that yeah. that's even a thing in the industry. It's it's it is really sad. But when you're hired to do a job as a plus size something or other, like that's like that's your job. So it's a little discouraging to hear. But if you take the emotion away from it and just look at like business, like if like staging wise, so if if Lizzo, you know, it's this tour for let's hear it for the big girls or you know or whatever, you know, she might have like the skinnier dancers on the outside and then the 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 middle size girls on in the wings, and then she's got the big girls in with her. That's staging. You know, you've got to be able to like the everything has to fit on stage. So she might be a little a little particular about, and it's her show. It's her show. So she has the right to be able to say, "Uh uh-uh, I want big girls with me. If you're not, or I want, if you're going to be too, too little, if you're going to be too big, if you're not going to be able to keep up, like whatever, that's part of the job, I think. And like I said, super toxic, gross, don't love it. But that, if you just look at the business side of it, maybe, maybe that could be (laughs) a, a reason why this was handled the way it was. And I, I don't know. The whole Amsterdam thing gives me, oh, just gives me heebie-jeebies. I don't like, like, it made me very uncomfortable to re- even read. But, like, I've been to a strip club before. I mean, sorry to take away the innocence of it all. But it's like, you've been, if you've been to a more adult environment, as an adult yourself, if you're uncomfortable, you leave. Right. You yeah. get your if you feel unsafe, if you feel uncomfortable, you get yourself out of that situation as an adult like you have to be able to set those boundaries for yourself. Now it's a different thing if Lizzo was like if you leave, you're fired. And it's that kind of an environment like that's really gross, but I mean, I'm going to lose my job then rather than lose my integrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know anything about these women. This could be like a make it or break it kind of thing for them. And they had, and that might be where the, the false imprisonment comes from. But I, I don't, I don't, I can't relate to that. Cause anytime that I've felt like my boundaries were being crossed, I got the hell out of there in, in any situation. And it's just, it's, it's vital that you have like the, that's a, that's a lesson that we have to learn as as adults or like growing into adulthood, you have to be able to set those boundaries for yourself and say, I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. I need to leave. And you get out of that situation before it escalates to something like that. Right. And not to victim blame or anything. It's just, it's a life lesson that we all need to make sure that we learn and adhere to so we can save ourselves trauma and, and stuff like this ultimately. Now, backing up to my comments about Beyonce, where she did uh, remove Lizzo's name from one of her songs she performed at, I just read on TMZ that over this weekend, she was performing in D.C., and she did add Lizzo's name back into the song. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, then yeah. all's well. So, yeah. So, I, I guess 
I'm not sure why Beyonce decided to leave it out and then bring it back in, but either way, yeah, she, she brought her, her name back in. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm doing a lot on stage. I just forgot to men- mention Lizzo <laughs> in the midst of her controversy. It was a complete innocent mistake. <laughs> yeah. And we're all just going to um, believe it because it's Beyonce. <laughs> right. But going back to your comments, that I mean, it's true. I mean, you're, they, they're, they're, they're adults. And, and yes, we all know that Lizzo is very always expresses her sexuality. We we've seen it in videos, oh, pictures, yes. lyrics, uh, interviews. We, we know that. And I think for someone to work for Lizzo to, to just kind of be, be blindsided by that is, is a fault on their part. Um, and you're right. If they, if, if they decided, Hey, let's all go to this Amsterdam thing. If, if you don't want to be a part of that, you have every right to just say, look, you know what? Not my scene. Uh, you guys have fun. Yeah. And if if it were true that Lizzo and the team's like, well, if you don't go, you're fired. Okay, then I'd be like, yeah, you have every right to file a suit. Or if you it gets a little oh, right yeah, go that. hide in the bathroom or something. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. go cry in the corner for a minute and just I don't I don't know. I I to me, but but I'm older, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s. So to me, it's like this is this is I mean, this is what I've done. I've gone with some of my rowdier friends to not anything like that, but to experiences that were far more adult than what I was comfortable with. And I that's just what I did. I was like, all right, calling an Uber. I'm getting out of here. This is yeah. getting crazy. Exactly. I don't want to be around right. this. And that's right. just that's just what what I have done. And I'm just grateful that I learned those lessons and that. I was in the situation where I could set those boundaries and maintain those boundaries. And it could be very well that these, these girls couldn't. And, mm-hmm. and I don't, and, and like I said, not to, this is just, this is just looking at it from a different side. This is not discrediting or saying that these girls are out of line or whatever, because they have a right to protect their peace. And especially if they've been fired or let go from this tour as as a result of them maintaining their boundaries, they're 100% within their right to call Lizzo on her stuff. And I even saw, I know, I'm <laughs> with you mentioning DC slash Batman, I am about TikTok. So I saw on TikTok <laughs> that this girl posted like a three-minute video saying that like she's so glad that people are finally learning these things about Lizzo because she had been dating her boyfriend for like 10 years. She had been dating this dude. He got one big break where he got to like interact with Lizzo for a job and now they're dating. Now this girl's boyfriend cheated with Lizzo and is now with Lizzo. And she's like, I've had to celebrate Lizzo for the last like few years. And everyone's like, oh my God, she's so great. She's like, she treated me like crap. She looked down on me. She was condescending. She was a total bully. Every time she was around me and my boyfriend, the whole time, I, I mean, I, I can see now, it's because they were sleeping together behind what? my back. And that's why I, she was always so hostile towards me. And now they're together and everyone's like, oh my God, I love Lizzo. She's so empowering and great for girls. And she's like, no, she's actually a terrible person who stole my boyfriend and ruined my life. And I've had to listen to everybody love her. And she's the one that, you know, destroyed my 10-year relationship. Are you sure you weren't watching Lily J talking about Ariana Grande? Straight up. Like, it's like the same stuff. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like Lily J talking about Ariana Grande, like, word for word. Yeah. And, and yeah. like, this girl, and, like, don't get me wrong. She's, 
I don't I don't know this girl. I don't know who her boyfriend is. Uh, the caption said, from my understanding, they're still together. So I don't do you remember when she hard launched her boyfriend on Instagram and everyone's like, good yeah. for you, girl. He's so cute. Apparently, that's the dude. Oh, she so the, uh, they co-hosted a show together, which I hadn't heard of. Okay. Lizzo boyfriend. Let me search it real fast. Lizzo boyfriend. Mike Wright. Okay. He ain't even it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. He's okay. He's okay. Charlie has already debunked this. Like, Dah. Well, it's funny because when I search Lizzo boyfriend on Google, the auto like fill in comes up. Lizzo boyfriend timeline. So this girl's story has already gone like semi-viral. So people are already like, hmm, if Lizzo is crappy to her backup dancers and people that are touring with her, what's she doing to her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? Or what does she do to her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? You know, like if she really is the bully that she is, which, yikes. <laughs> Who knows? Like, I mean, we're going to have to keep an eye on this because I feel like oh, this is sure. just the beginning. Of now, I mean, especially now this has kind of come out of left field. Yeah, I mean, people now after celebrating Lizzo and the message that she she you know for positive body image, you hear this and you're like, what? No. And so yeah, yeah we will watch it. Obviously, there's gonna be there's gonna be court. There's gonna be a hearing. I'd be curious to see what the evidence has on the backup dancers side, and you know what they have to say, what evidence they have. You know, and if more and more people come out. It kind of makes you wonder, like, well, eh. but yeah. again, innocent until proven guilty. Okay, the show that they co-hosted together was Wonderland, which debuted in 2016. What? So that that was seven years ago. It was a lifetime ago. But she said she's been with the boyfriend for ten years. Well, the the romance rumors sparked in 2021, so they met in 2016. And worked on this mm. show together. So it must have been a couple. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, 2021 oh. is when it really started. Okay. They were Because that's when they, they were spotted together. And then it just okay. got more. Just went up from there. <laughs> well, we'll be keeping an eye on that. So make sure you stay tuned to future episodes as the mm -hmm. Lizzo saga continues. Okay. Finally, for our WAS story. If you heard last week's episode, we talked about Taylor Swift and her heiress tour. She caused a seismic earthquake in Seattle. She has made over a billion dollars in sales just from her tour. She has somewhat kept us out of a recession, just her tour alone. And Shyla and I had this crazy idea that, you know what, she should probably just stick around here in the U.S. and tour some more to get our economy back on track. Literally the day after that episode, or not even a day, it was a couple days after that episode had hit. Yeah. Taylor Swift posts on Twitter, quote, turns out it's not the end of the of an era. Miami, New Orleans, Indy, Toronto. The Eras tour is coming to you in 2024. She was like, you know what? Shiloh and Joe are right. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta I need, keep it I going. I need to be the American hero and save the U.S. from a recession. She said, so, "Miss Americana is here to save the day." <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I love it. The Tyler Max album, Americana Hero. And it was so funny because you even said she needs to come to Lucas Oil Stadium. And then two days later, she's like, I'm coming to Lucas Oil Stadium for three (laughs) nights in November. Mm hmm. Number first, second, and third. Now oh you have God. to be the verified fan. And of course, several people here at the station, once we broke the news to them, got on and became verified fans. Yeah. I, sh- sh- did you become a verified fan? Oh, honey, I already was. <laughs> I, I've already been a verified fan because I tried to get those tickets for Chicago and couldn't get them. But Well, now you have a chance for Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm so glad. Could you could you imagine how expensive the the Chicago trip would have been for me versus Indy? It's like, yeah. heck, I can I can manage Indy. I'm I mean, I'm a little far away. I'm not that far away. It's like a lot oh. better than Chicago for sure. Yeah. Less traffic well, too. And my family lives in yes, this is it gets more what from here. So my family lives in Southwest Florida. Mm-hmm. My parents are like an hour and a half away from Miami. Oh, so I, as soon as I saw that, so my, my brother texted me uh, the screenshot and in all caps, they said, um, this is it. I'm not missing Blondie again because they couldn't go to the Tampa show. (laughs) So I freaked out, immediately texted you. He was like, oh my God, (laughs) she's coming to Indy. Holy crap. We were right. (laughs) And then I started planning with my brother. So our plan is Wyatt is going to get tickets for Miami. I am going to get tickets for Indy. That way we're not going to, if that way, if one of us fails, neither one of us fail unless both of us fail, (laughs) but I'm going to one of those shows and I'm such a goofball because I was so excited that this was happening. I, I, I missed the whole four 2024 piece and I was like, what do I have going on in October? It doesn't matter. I'm going to scrap it all. I'm going to go down to Miami and see and see Taylor Swift. It's like, you are an idiot, Shiler. Good grief. Like, I was just so excited. I'm like, okay, I can't look up flights for 2024 yet, but no. I will keep an eye on it. <laughs> and I told my mom, I mean, I had a whole plan too. Because I was like, oh, it's this date, this date, and this date on the calendar. I'm just going to take a whole week. Listen to me. I'm going to take a whole week off of work and just stay down there with you guys for the entire week so I can have like the build up to the concert and like the yeah. concert like hangover <laughs> like not literal hangover but like the disappointment of like after the event is over I can have like a recovery period and just hang out with my family so I'm not super sad <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to turn around and potentially see it and it, it, I'm so excited I just want to make sure I just I just hope that it happens. Yeah, I immediately was like, okay, I'm a verified fan. All I got to do is like sign up or, or you know, pl- pick my dates. So Wyatt picked the two dates in Miami. I picked two dates for Indy. And like Wyatt said, this is it. I'm not missing Blondie again. <laughs> it's it's happening. 2024. Now, I don't want to get you in trouble, but how many verified fan accounts do you have? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't use my work email for stuff like that, although I should because that's like the one email address that I constantly check. And like the rest of them, I'm just like, eh, it's Bath and Body Works coupons, whatever. Um, But I have three of those alternate accounts that I am verified on each of those. But I'm only like, I'm only going to resort to other 
verify like my other fan accounts if it's an absolute bust. You know what I mean? And I have to. So I, I signed up on three. Because okay. I, I wasn't sure what dates I wanted. Because it will only let you sign up for the pre-sale for two dates at a time. Right. So so I had to do I had to do a a combo. <laughs> so I did one and two, two and three, and then one and three for each of my email or for for yeah for all of my emails. So it's like one is one and two, one is two and three, and one is one and three. So I've got like double. I've got yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. So, it's so it's so sad. So basically, Shyler is is locked and ready because they go on sale. What August eleventh? Yes. Okay. So you, so if you so signed basically up Friday, Shyler's busy. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> Actually, we'll, I won't be in the office. Just so you know. Uh, just kidding. Well, we will we will find out the next episode next week if you got tickets. Yes, yes, we will. Oh, okay. yes, we will. So find out next week's episode if Shyler got tickets to both or one of the shows, either Miami and or Indianapolis, to the Eras Tour for Taylor Swift. Which, again, somehow with this podcast, we keep making predictions and they come true. So I, if, if there's something you want us to have come true, let us know and we'll, we'll try to manifest it for you again. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and, and I think we made this prediction anyway, like besides like just hoping for it. Because... Yeah. Like, I was, like, she didn't have, like, Toronto is her only Canadian dates. Like, I don't think this is the end either. I think this is just oh, the beginning so of either. a second, a, a second oh. leg. Yeah, I think so. This, this is, yeah, I feel like she's going to be touring again and in, into 2025. Like, oh, hey, guess what? The era is still not over because Joe and Shiler deemed it so. We're going to be going so all over the U.S. again. Also, do we want to go ahead and make a prediction for this week, her final nights in L.A.? I think she's got a huge surprise for this week in L.A. Oh, you think so? I think she, yeah, I think she might be dropping 1989 Taylor's version. Ooh. Now, she has teased that she's been working on... what she, It was not that long ago she was teasing that she was working on her version of another album. Yes. I think uh, was it it could which, it could either be reputation which okay. is my favorite besides midnights. I love reputation. It's spicy Taylor. I love it. And 1989. So it's it's like it's between those two that we think we're going to be getting next. And we've I mean this week we've got 88 which we know that Taylor loves like double dates like 1010 1111 mm -hmm. 11, like she loves those. So it's like, I wonder if she's going to announce that she's going to be dropping 1989 Taylor's version on 8-8 and then 8-9. She's going to be like, oops, I forgot to mention it's today because it's literally 89, 8-9, August Oh, ah, okay. That's my okay. prediction. All right. Well, next week, see if Taylor or if, if Shyler's prediction is true about the album and if she got tickets. If not, I will, I will have to post a picture of myself in clown makeup for being so delusional. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. It's a recap and discuss some of the big news from Hollywood. You can catch up on previous episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, too, so you know when we drop those new episodes every Tuesday. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.